Hi everyone, it's Marilyn Aloria and welcome to Who Can It Be Now, the podcast. And I have some really interesting stuff for you in this particular podcast. Because last week, Who Can It Be Now? I don't know. There were a, there was either one person in this room, spirit-wise, or there was a bunch. You're going to hear the recording. I'm going to play you a couple of tracks and you're going to decide. And then I have the reading for you that I didn't do from you last week and also an incredible interview. But before we go into that, I want to tell you about this celebratory week that I'm doing. And if you go to joinsoul.com, you're going to read and hear and you can read all about it, not hear all about it. This is going to be a week where I'm going to introduce you to your first uh, guide, which is your higher self. And I'm going to talk about guides. I'm going to uh, talk a bit about seeing and feeling them. I'm going to teach you. I'm not much of a, as much as I'm a talker on a podcast, when I do weeks like this, I'm all about really having you have the experience for yourself. Um, so we're going to have guest speakers. You're going to learn a bit about symbols and how to read symbols. We're going to play tarot games. We're going to do some tarot readings. And we have just some really incredible things lined up for you. So go check out joinsoul.com. And I'm not going to give dates because no matter, no matter when you're listening to this, if you go to joinsoul.com, there's going to be something there. Or, you know, I don't know. But go to joinsoul.com and check it out and see where you are. And if it's a live experience happening when you go to joinsoul.com, come join us because it is going to be amazing. Absolutely amazing. Okay, so this week... I'm going to share what happened last week, and I thought it was amazing. And I'm actually going to read you what went down with Ricky. Ricky does my sound editing, and Ricky and Lynn. And Ricky's really funny. And Ricky doesn't know this, that he's funny. Because, well, he probably does know that he's funny. But he's going to hear this because he's going to be editing this, and he doesn't know that I'm bringing him into this podcast this way. So Ricky sends me a Facebook message. And all it says is, afternoon. I'm like, Ricky what the fuck do you want? You know? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, do you need anything? Actually, I said, hi, do you need anything? And he said, your audio audio for this week is very weird. When you have some time, I'd like to discuss a few things to make it better. And I'm like, okay, I wonder why. So I'm not going to go through the whole thing and I am going to play you the tracks. But basically, I was having issues with audio before and it was mainly because I was banging the desk. So I do my best now to not use my hands when I'm speaking. I once was in a writing, um, when I was in acting class, I remember this poor guy was using his hands all the time and the teacher made him sit on his hands through the whole scene. And it was actually really hilarious because she was very funny. And the poor guy was suffering. Anytime he would take his hands out, she'd be like, get him back onto there. So I'm gonna sit on my hands. I got windscreens on. I got a windscreen protector. I got it in the right mode on the Yeti mic. Well, I got to use one hand and I'm going to play for you the tracks. But before I play for the tracks, so I want you to decide what you think it was. I want to tell you what else went on. So um, Ricky had made me aware of this and I didn't listen to the recording, so I didn't know. And he didn't send me the tracks yet. And then I got a message from somebody and I can't remember who it was, but she said, um, the podcast is really weird this week. Is Marilyn gasping for air or smoking pot when she's recording? Everybody's a comedian that listens to my podcast. And I thought that was really funny. And I'm like, Ooh, I better listen to it. And then I listened to it and I was like, ooh, that's really bad. So we put in the raw footage. Uh, we, put, we put it out because the editing, it was really hard for Ricky to get out all the sounds. But when he sent me the things, the tracks, I went, Ricky, that's spirit. That's spirit talking. And I know this because I've channeled for years and my recordings would pick up hellos or voices. It wasn't me Anytime, uh, first of all, it's very quiet around here. You can't hear anything. There's no buzzing of a saw right now or anything like that. Um, my dog was in the room last week, but I did say, oh, that's my dog. You hear my dog? And he wasn't breathing heavy. He was making noise. He was going rah, 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 rah. And anytime he did that was the time I said, oh, that's my dog. So Ricky would have known, oh, that's her dog. But no, he's like, you sneezed, you coughed. I said, I coughed, but I didn't sneeze. So I've been working on this murder case, which I know I've been teasing you all about. And I haven't brought it to you because I decided to make it a separate podcast. It's too big of a story. So lately he's been around quite a bit because I'm pulling out my journals from when I first met the spirit, which was back in 2009. And I'm working with a writing coach on it and I'm really trying, I'm putting it together and I'm working on it. 
And what I'm learning from it is how much he taught me. How in the moment when he appeared to me, um, I was very new at mediumship, very new at it. My whole world like opened up in this crazy, wacky way. I went into a restaurant to clear it. I, I didn't know what I was doing, but I knew exactly what I was doing. Like it was like my language. And I walked to the back of the restaurant. I couldn't breathe. I walked into the restaurant. I was like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I have a stomach ache. What's going on? I'm seeing knives. And of course, it's a restaurant. So you think like, you know, I've seen blood and, and I'm like, did anybody cut themselves? And the restaurant was brand new, just open. They were like, no, because they would know something like that. And I go to the back of the restaurant and I look behind the bar and there's a spirit, a dead guy, lying down with a knife wound in a pool of blood. And I described him perfectly to them. And I said the initials and I gave them names and um, the restaurant owner thought I was nuts. There's so much more to the story that I just cannot tell in this particular podcast because there's so much I want to share in this podcast. But what happened, what's been happening for me is I went back and pulled out the journals from that time and I've been reading them and I'm, I am going to read you a couple, not today because we have so much to offer you up today. But um, when I was reading them to my coach, he was like, wow, you know, what a vulnerable um, experience. What a, like he could hear my voice, like the, the innocence back then and how I was just like kind of feeling around in the dark with my hands and the spirit like took my hand and kind of showed me the way. Even though I had my guides already, he is the, the uh, spirit that helped me believe. So I think it's him in the room. And because I could feel him all the time. He's always around me. He's always around me in the kitchen. He's always behind my back. And I'm like, dude, come on, back it up. Because spirits really like to get very close to you. I'm like, they certainly don't know um, social distancing in the spirit world. I'm like, man, you're on my back. So I'm going to play this for you now. I'm going to play it a couple of times. You decide what it is. I'm not telling you what it is. I played it inside my membership community. We had a blast with it. And then I shared more of the story, which I'm not sharing with all of you just now with them and um, they heard things. So let's see what you hear and hopefully the mic will pick it up because I don't want to move the mic. I don't want to touch the windscreen. I don't want to mess things up. What do you think? Huh? Did you hear a hello? My, I'm going to play it one more time. My, uh, some of my members heard it's Sal. And I was like, oh, I don't hear that, but that's so cool. Okay, ready? Ready? <laughs> what? I think it's great. And it's never been picked up before, right? And nothing was different. Nothing's ever been really different in my room. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. I don't necessarily feel a little something in here with me today, but I'm not sure. So we'll see what happens. So that's what happened last week with the audio. And um, we tried to fix it as best we could. And then we just put the raw footage back because, we, you know, they tried to fix it, not me. <laughs> it, it just was a mess. Okay, so now we're going to do a reading. I promised you a reading. And then we're going to go into this incredible interview with Jess Richter. Just, so I invite teachers from all around the world. Let me just tell you a little bit about Jess before we go into the reading. And she is like a, she's a health coach, phys, health coach, physical fitness person. And I and totally loved her interview because it's not about like being ultra thin and, you know, she does eat a certain way that she shares about. But we talked more about the spirituality of it, which I found really fascinating and interesting and her whole story very interesting. And what I love about Membership for Your Soul is we bring teachers in so that you could have a 360 life because it's it, we're not just having talking to guides life. There's so much more going on, right? We're, we're being parents, we're being teachers, we're being friends, we're um, learning how to take care of our physical health, we're learning so many things. We're even bringing business people now into Membership for Your Soul because we have so many people that are growing businesses. And I'm very picky about who I bring in. So we have somebody coming in, Sandra DeFreitas is coming in to do uh, Facebook groups, teach how to grow a Facebook group. And then Dustin, why is Dustin's last name is skipping out of my head. He's teaching two classes and he's a great marketing guy, like incredible. And no matter, like there's like so many classes in there, but no matter where you are, it's, it's just such a great thing. Like my whole idea about um, membership for your soul was to have like everything answered, like 360 living. 
And I'm not an expert in all these areas, so I bring experts in from all over. So Jess Richter, you're going to hear from, I think you're really going to love that interview. And she also has a free offer for something in that interview, so you can listen to that. Now, we're going to do a reading. So, and I do have to learn how to breathe better. That was me breathing. That wasn't the ghost. Okay. So I want you to have a question, and I want you to think about like what you can do in the following week. I, I, this, so this is a game that I played a membership a while ago. Um, I want you to think of a question and ask that question like, what do I need to know for this week? Or what can I do to move closer to this particular thing this week? Or what can I do for myself this week? But you could have a question of mine. Like if my question was, how, what, how, what will, how will I work with the Sal podcast? Or um, what do I need to know about the Sal podcast this week? Or what do I need to know about myself doing the Sal podcast this week? So any of that is fine. So take a moment now and think of your question. I'm going to think of one with you because I'm going to play along. So you can think like, what do I need to move closer to it? Whatever the question is. I'm not really teaching you how to ask a question right now. Okay, and just keep in your mind, like, what can I do this week to move me closer to whatever that question is. Now pick a number from one to four. One to four. Okay, got it? One to four. I picked a number two. And I didn't read this beforehand. All right, number one is B, and this will be in the show notes down below. For the next week, pay attention to things that get your creative juices flowing. You need to be, you need to stop being so busy with things that don't move the needle forward. Stop doing stuff that is just wasting time. Notice when you feel obligated to do something and ask yourself, what would you rather be doing? Even if you don't, if even if you can't do it now, you may someday. Visualize your dream, then focus on the next creative step forward. Don't know how to be creative? Pull out your coloring sticks, needlepoint, puzzle, chalk, anything that helps you to engage the child in you that was always creative. Make sure you buzz in the direction you really desire to remember to believe in impossible dreams because you dream them. They aren't impossible at all. Each day this week, spend two minutes in the morning and evening deciding what you will focus on that day, which will move your dreams forward. Okay, I definitely feel the spirit in my room now, so we'll see what happens. Ladybug, your week is about safety and stability. This is number two. Number two is Ladybug. Your week is about safety and stability. What makes you feel safe? If you had more money, how would you spend it? Would you just pay off debt or would you buy yourself something pretty? Where are you acting too serious in your life? Where do you need to take a break, stop and smell the trees? What wishes are you harboring and afraid won't come true? Every day this week, breathe into those wishes and give them life. Know that source energy gave you these wishes. Now believe in them and take one step each day this week to make them happen. Every morning and evening, whisper those wishes to the sky and tell spirit you're ready to make them come true. Pay attention to inspiring thoughts and take action to make them happen. Each day this week, start out your morning and end your evenings with a one minute breathing exercise. Okay, you ready for number three? Number three is spider. Multitasking is something you love to do and do well. Meditation is what you need right now. Visualize yourself a year from now, standing in a place you love. Whether you know this place or not, and see yourself doing the activities that make your heart sing. Weave the web of the life you desire, not one that makes you feel trapped. Now get honest with yourself. Where do you feel trapped? Where do you feel stuck? Do you believe you can ever be free? If you don't believe you can be free, then you won't. Take steps towards your freedom. Know in your heart you are free. Breathe. Listen to one song you haven't listened to in a long time and really hear its word. It must be really hear its words. Let the music move you. Now move. Number four is ant. So when I did this in membership, nobody picked poor little ant. Um, because I put out the insects, I said spider ant, and people tend to not pick ants. So this time I only gave you one to four. 
to see if you could trip it up because I wrote poor little ant nobody wanted to pick them in membership why is that do ants feel too small are you afraid of being small if you picked ants this week is all about clearing the clutter of your life getting organized knocking things off your to-do list because you need to make room for the new new experiences can't come in if you're so overwhelmed by what is going on at the moment write a list of things you would like to have done by the end of this year now breathe don't think you have to do it all tomorrow each day this week read that list and do one thing from it just one you'll feel amazing ants are all about building your dream house your vacation house or just your vacation Every day this week, go to Pinterest and pull a picture of something you want and pull it, put it in a folder that says whatever this year is. You know, I did this back in uh, another year. So you can put it in a folder that says 2021. If you're listening, it's 2022. You put it in a folder that says 2022. Or you could just put it in a folder that says vacation house. All right. That's the reading. So go and listen to that um, interview. Well, don't go. Stay here. Um, you'll hear a little music and then it'll go into the interview. And remember to please share, rate, and subscribe, especially on Apple Podcast, because um, it's really going to help me out, and I really appreciate it very, very much. And I know I've been hearing from you guys that you're really loving the podcast. I mean, I'm sure there's people that don't love it, and they just stop listening, and that's okay. That's cool. But um, the people that have been contacting me have been telling me how much they love it. So if you love it, rate, review, subscribe, and share with your friends. And I will see you in the next episode. Have an incredible time listening to Jess Rickman. And thank you so much, everyone. I'll talk to you soon. So hi, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. I'm not going to be that broadcasty. I will do an intro on my podcast anyway. So I am super excited. This is something new that we're doing both for my membership program and for my podcast, uh, Who Can It Be Now? And I'm introducing you to Jess Richter, and I'm going to be talking to Jess Richter today. So I'm really excited to be bringing to everyone the membership teachers that we have in our program, which are, they are phenomenal and incredible. And I feel so blessed that there are people from all around the world that come in and teach. So today we're talking to Jess Richter and the title of her talk is Your Physical Body, The Doorway In. And this is a lesson that we'll be releasing in membership in May, but it's evergreen once it's in there. And I want to tell you a little bit about Jess. I don't know her. What I love about this is Laura books my teachers, and then I get to know them through these interviews, which is really exciting for me because I get to ask questions like a little kid in a candy store, and she brings on such incredible people. So let me tell you a bit about Jess. Jess is a fitness instructor. A fit, a fitness, are you a fitness instructor, Jess? Yes, that's one aspect. Great. So let me just read your bio. Uh, fitness has been a part of Jess's life since day one. Her family owned a health club in Montana when she was young. So she literally grew up in a gym. I love that. I literally ran from it until I got a little bit older. Therefore, health and wellness was a lifestyle, not just something you sprinkled in throughout the week. Jess has learned a lot since those days and is continuing to learn. After playing basketball collegiately, she played professionally overseas for several years. Having the knowledge of how to be in her best shape served her well during the time and it still does. She believes fitness is multifaceted and teaches for the whole self, mind, body, and soul. She's a former collegiate and professional basketball player, love this, certified yoga and fitness instructor, life coach, man, you got it all, girl, plant-based foodie, lover of all things movement, joy chaser. Welcome, Jess. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, Marilyn. It's an honor to be here and be with your, your crew. So what I want to know, because you have a lot of things in your wheelhouse that are so cool that allow you to live like a fully rounded life. I want to know a little bit of your journey about like, okay, you grew up in the gym, but what made you get into yoga? What made you get into plant-based living? What made you like, how did joy play into that? So just tell me a little bit of how it brought you to where you are today. Yeah. <laughs> so as, as you said, I did grow up in a gym and it was a fantastic place for me, small town in Montana, two siblings and being in that world was was what made sense for me and fitness and sports. And that has always been a, a, just a place where I felt safe. It's a place that gave me confidence and I made a career out of it at, in different stops along the way, but 
it's something that has allowed me again and again to come back to joy. Um, for anyone that has fitness a part of their regular routine, you know that 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 endorphin release, that dopamine hit, it you know it's there's nothing like it, and it's one of those rare things where you can't move your body and not feel better. Um, and moving your body, of course, looks different across a lifespan and it's for everybody um, and everybody is meant to be valued and appreciated and to move. So I love that it, it brings me joy to move my own body and to help other people find ways that feel joyful to them to move. What made you bring in the life coaching part? Like what kind of life coaching do you do and how do you work with your clients or how do you work with your community now? Well, the, again, I think that the physical body is the easiest entry point for people. Mm -hmm. Um, Not easy. It's not easy to maintain your physical body in in a way that's, you know, that's a hard habit, but um, most people aren't really aware enough. I have found in, in working with clients and just even people that aren't my clients, just bumping up against other souls that there's just so much hurt there um, and so much unresolved things from that, from our past and samskaras to use yoga terms and just things that we've got to work through. And so um, the life coaching for me is really, I believe in, in physical health, but I also believe that we're, we are not our bodies. We're not only our bodies. And I believe that we have experiences after this physical body is done. So um, it's our responsibility to take care of it while we're here, but at the same time, it's just one aspect of us. So when I work with, with clients or groups, it's, let's talk about that aspect of you and let's figure out how we can feel whole, how we can look great, feel great and operate great. And it's this beautiful rhythm and dance of, of the body and the mind and the soul together. I love that. And so do most people, when they come to you, are they mainly looking for a physical fix? And then they rec- then you like help them understand that the physical fix really relates to the mind, body, and soul. Like it's all together. Exactly. Yes. I, some, you know, I I can recognize it sometimes like, Hey, or if I've spent time, maybe they're someone that's closer to me or even a stranger, but you know, I can recognize, of course, let's figure out the physical body because, but then it's, but what's really underneath that. So it's, we, we start there and sometimes, you know, it takes a long time for them to open up, but other times it's, it's instantaneous. It's, you know, it's not just fitness training, it's okay. I'm, I'm doing the counseling and just being a, you know, a life coach wearing many hats and just someone that can, that can listen and provide a space for these beautiful souls to, to be heard. And to maybe some, a lot of times say things that they've never said vocally to themselves or to anyone else. So I love that about, about my work. And of course it doesn't feel like work when you're getting to help people, as you know. Yeah. So when did you discover that in yourself? Because there must've been a moment in your life where you were doing the physical and then you realized that it was so much deeper than just the physical. Was there a moment in your life that it, that came to the surface? Well, I think the, I know that our physical bodies are our teachers for us and I see so much struggle and fight against that. And uh, one of the things that for me was a physical struggle was I had a lot of um, not growing up, but almost like young adult acne. And that was something for me that was a real source of, you know, lack of confidence. Um, But I had to peel back the layers and recognize, Hey, what's underneath this? Because, you know, stress is, is in there and it's not the things that, that we say and that we let out of our bodies that make us sick. It's what we, what we keep in there. So that was a big piece of my journey where I was like, I got to figure out why I'm stressed or what, what's toxic inside, whether it's emotional or again, past hurts that, that I need to, to do more work on um, before that can clear up and, and stay cleared. But again, it was that physical manifestation of something that was deeper. Do you feel that a lot of our pain and uh, stuff comes into a physical manifestation? Is that where you feel like a lot of like physical pains can really um, be rooted in a, in a, an emotional pain? Absolutely. It's so, so many things and there's lots of stats on it, but that many of the things people are, you know, in the hospital for it's, it's disease in the body, it's dis-ease. And so it's, it's resentment, it's unforgiveness. It's those things, really a lot of them that are relational and, and emotional, and I think spiritual. And so, but it, it, the body tries to stay in the state of homeostasis as best it can, um, despite our best efforts sometimes, um, but it's working really hard to be in, be in a great state, but eventually um, it will go to to more things that are more serious because it will start with something simple, maybe like, you know, a pimple or two or three, 
But then that can eventually, if you keep that stress and that unhappiness within you, you know, of course it can turn into depression and, you know, anxiety and all of those things or physical ailments. Absolutely. So I would love to hear like how you, what, what your men, what your routine is like, like, what is a day routine for you? How do you, what, what's your workout like? What's your, I know you're a plant-based diet, which I want to get into in a minute, but what's your day like that keeps you balanced and keeps you well-rounded? Mm-hmm. Great question. It is so important to, well, control is an illusion and we all, <laughs> most of us love it and myself included. But I think if you can, for lack of a better word, control the the beginning parts and the end parts of your day, then all that stuff in the middle that has room to go amok, um, you have more chance of success that way. Um, so it's, it's important that you know, you and and your audience, you find the things that work for you. But for me, a few things that are going to be in there is movement. I start my morning every day with what I just call morning mobility. And sometimes it's a set routine, but often it's just five minutes if that's all I've got, or sometimes it's 20, just letting my body dictate how to move out of that frozen state of the night. So it's that I start with my, I start with tea every morning. I love just a variety of of kinds of tea. So I, I do that. And then most days for me, it's, it's five to six days a week where I'm doing some higher intensity workout. But again, I've had a lifetime of developing that and having it be something I look forward to in a habit. So that's going to be in there. And then some sort of, of growth for my soul and my mind. So be it reading or podcasting or, um, and then nature getting into nature in some way, even if it's just sitting outside in, in the sunshine. Where do you live? I am currently in Dallas, Texas. Oh, wow. Okay. And where are you at? I'm in Northern California outside of San Francisco, okay. Marin County, total okay. nature. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. So you do a high intensity workshop, a workout. Can you tell me what happens? Like what is a normal client come to you for? And then how do you work with them? Cause I'm curious because we have all different types of people and I'm sure it's so great to, I'm sure you meet them where they're at. Like you don't take somebody who's never done physical movement and be like, all right, go do this interval training. That's crazy. And you're not even going to be able to breathe. Like, I want to hear about that, how you ask people. Yeah. Sometimes I'll see, you know, I work at also at at health clubs as well, but you know, I'll see a trainer doing something with maybe someone that's much much older than me. And I'm thinking that, that poor person, I mean, they're trying to do what you're asking them to do, but you know, they shouldn't be doing burpees and overhead ball slams. But um, so I laugh at that, but again, movement is for everybody and we can break it down into the smallest chunks of where you're at now. It doesn't have to be scary. It can be, I start my day with five minutes of movement because that's accessible. It's not scary. It's actually inviting. Um, so for my clients, you know, I, I'm first listening to what they want. Sometimes it's, you know, the number on a scale, which is not my favorite, but that's, that's where they're at. So we might start with that, um, or with, you know, a, a body fat percentage, we might, or it might just be for a lot of people, it's the accountability of, of showing up and that's, that's why they work with me and, or the, just the social aspect of it, especially after, after this year, whether we're working out via zoom or, or in person now, but just getting to be authentically themselves for that 30 or 30 minutes or an hour. So do they mainly hire you as a physical trainer or do they hire you for all of the things that you do? Like when do they, what do they come to you for mainly? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. So again, there's, there's definitely a, a section of people that initially think they're just, they're just working with me physically, but they don't know that I'm going to get them to feel back the layers on their self. Um, so it's either half that or it's half the people that I know, like, Hey, let's, this is what I do. And, or it's been a referral of, Hey, this person is going to help you with your mind and your body and your soul. So um, they know right away that we're going to tackle all different aspects of who they are. Yeah. I think it's so important because I, when I was, I used to be a big runner and I actually ran today. I felt so good, but I I work out a lot, but it's like when I used to run on the treadmill, I would cry. And so I'm wondering, like, it's so great to have somebody with you, with your skill set because when you work through those things, those milestones or that difficult thing, and I'm so glad you say like not burpees aren't for everybody, you're able to deal with the emotional layers that's underneath that all. Mm-hmm. So well, Marilyn, it looks like you could handle some burpees though. I, I, got, I, I can, but I don't like them. I got to No, no, it's, it's never a crowd favorite. But it's, it is. I love that, that experience that you shared just the what's on the inside is, is coming out and it needs to come out, whether it's in the form of having a difficult conversation with your partner or, you know, not speaking something, you know, when you 
feel like you want to just have diarrhea of the mouth or it's that physical just getting out. And that's what I love about it. One of the things where I really started to transition to physical body as, as a really a way of, of worship and of giving back to, to my creator and to myself is, is, is yoga. And I found it first from the physical aspect of it, the really rigorous power based. And I loved just being in all these creative and intense poses but the harder part for me was the grounding practices, the restorative, the slowing down the meditations. And now I just crave that because it's, but it's all of that. When I do the high intense physical, I just feel like I have given everything of myself in this moment. And then that's what I love, especially about teaching yoga is that it's like people's hearts are just cracked wide open and they might hear a message that they wouldn't have heard 45 minutes ago because they've given of themselves physically. And I used to, um, when I actually lived in Southern California, I, one of the classes I taught was Sunday morning. And I just, for me, it was like, this is an hour. Maybe some people don't go to church or they don't have a spiritual practice at all. But I took that time so seriously. It was sacred to me because I knew if I could open them up physically, then they would be able to have their soul hear some things that maybe they just needed to be washed over them. Do you still teach yoga? I do. Yes. Okay. I just, I got certified just recently, but I don't plan on teaching. It was just for the practice of it. And I love what you said, because I initially did yoga the same way. Like first I did it because I was, my hips were hurting from running. Yeah. And then um, it was also then the, I wanted those really big flows and intensity. And now it's like, I just want the deep stretches to help through the tennis and everything else. So you play tennis as well. I do. I'm addicted. It's a lifelong sport. It is, but it's like, what we can talk about? Like, it's, I just love it. And then your basketball, that's what got me into it. Actually. I went on a hike and this woman had this incredible body and she's told me that she was playing basketball. And I was like, man, I want to play a sport older at like my age, because I want to enjoy things and play and have fun. Yeah. So I want to ask you, I want to ask you a couple of questions because there's going to be all different types of people listening to this. And some people may be really intimidated by the fact that whatever age they are, they're coming to this now. And what's going to be the thing that it lets them really accept it. And you said something about your body the gratitude of it, I can't put it into words or the way that you're grateful for it or thankful to the universe. Or can you remember what you said and just can explain a little bit more about that and go deeper into that for me? Yes, absolutely. So actually really recently, I just had had an epiphany or what I think was just the spirit speaking to me. I was um, this past Christmas, I was um, at my, at my partner's family house and um, I grew up in the church, but not as in the Christian church and their family was, um, is still really involved in that. And I love that. And there's a place for it. I'm a little more broad with that now, but um, they're starting Christmas morning with having worship music on. And I love that and kind of, you know, prepping for all the gifts and everything. And for me, you know, I just like, I, I got to move before we're going to be sitting all day, just, you know, doing gifts and eating and kind of being with children and just lots of stimulus. So I was like, I'm just going to go outside. I'm going to do it at the beginning of the day before the hours get away and I can't control the rest of what's happening. Cause you know, 15 people and you're not in charge of the agenda. So I, I, you know, I just go outside and the windows were there and I just took the yoga mat and I was just literally just starting with movement. I did end up doing like a 30 minute high intensity workout, but there was a part of me for a moment that felt, Oh, you know, they're, they're wondering like why I'm not in there worshiping or, you know, doing that. And I'm out here and they don't, that's not a part of their normal routine. Um, but then I was out there and I just like, so clearly, I just felt the spirit of God for me, you know, again, you call it God divine, whatever. But for me, I just felt the, felt the spirit of God just whispering, just, this is your worship. This is something you do. Like, is your body not as important as, as your spirit? Like it is this beautiful gift that I've created for you, for this life, ex this human experience. And you're doing this like every day you're moving your body and you're taking care of yourself in this way. So, um, I just, I just felt that the spirit so strong there. And so for me, I, even since December, I'm just looking at that differently. It's not always a means to an end. And that's something that's important for me with my clients is to, you're not always, you know, trying to lose a pound or two or a body fat percentage or crossing something else off your list. But actually noticing the way that you feel when you move, your relationships are better, your response to stress is better. And of course, nutrition is a big part of it. And so um, you're just taking care of yourself. And, and we, I believe that we are our best physicians and, you know, there's a place for doctors and like healing bones and open heart surgery and those things that we can't do ourselves, but you are your best physician. All of your listeners, like you get to take care of yourself. You know, your body better than anybody. 
I love that. I love everything you described and you took me there, which was so great. So when a client comes to you, is your ultimate, so you said you had this in December and I see a whole other career coming in now for you, like more of this, which I think is great. I'll explain that in a second, if that's okay. But what I want to know from you is when a client comes to you, do you ultimately want them to have that experience where they're like in that kind of connection with their body? where it's a, it's a, it's a spiritual experience where it's, I, 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 I do because I believe that we're body, mind, and soul and what we do to one part of ourselves affects all the other parts and what we don't do. So, you know, when I'm feeling fantastic physically, it's just not possible that I don't feel as well mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And it's just, we're, we're so connected that way as, as human beings and as souls having a human experience. So I, I love for people to get to that place. And like I said, for some people, it's maybe in the first session, they're just like, whoa, I, I've worked harder or I got to just say something to you that I never got to say to anybody. And for some people, it's an evolution of working together over longer periods of time. But uh, that, is, that is my greatest gift just to help people feel better, look better and, and operate better. So are you able to work with people uh, virtual as well as like in person? Yeah, okay. yeah, I do. Yep. So when they, when they first come to you, do you just have a conversation with them, like what they want and results and then take it from there at like, and then do you do a program for them and an eating program? That's if that's, that can be an, an element of it. If they want, I'll definitely always touch on that and kind of at least, you know, make sure that that light bulb is on for them. Because if, if it is primarily on the onset, it's, it's a weight loss thing, or it's a, you know, I want to gain muscle or, or lose inches or whatever, then we have to know that nutrition is a big piece of that. Um, you just, you can't separate that from, from the working out in the body, the, the movements. Um, but yeah, we'll definitely do kind of an onboarding and, and see where, where your goals are in this moment and, uh, but move through. But I, I like to get an idea of where, where you are relationally and, and mentally and emotionally. So we'll, we'll kind of do, do an assessment there and, and see if, you know, I get an idea if that's important for you right now, or if we're going to have to peel back the layers physically before they'll, you know, and some people are, they really just want to come for high intensity workouts and it's the accountability and it's, Hey, let's go hard for 30 minutes or an hour. And, or it's, you know, I, or we do group settings and um, we've got, I do virtual classes online and, and that's something where it's just show up and have a community and, and get your workout in. Yeah. I just looked at Jess's website. Cause I asked Laura for it and it's, it's great. Cause she has a membership yeah. And it's called sweatandburns.com. And we will make sure that this is in the show notes as well as in the link. I'm going to share it with members right now. So can you tell us a little bit about this particular program that you have? Because I, I think it's great. I've personally have found like I, I bought a Peloton, yeah. a little addicted. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's great. I like the membership aspect of also being able to do things when you can do them and not, you know, it's great. And then I just, I, so I want to hear more about your program, but I just want to say that I think virtual is so great. We no longer have these excuses that we can't get out or it's cold outside or whatever is going on. I, I just would like you to share a little bit about your business. It'd be great. Yeah. Thanks, Marilyn. Well, a uh, four, uh, one hour workout is 4% of your day. So we find like, we I really, love that. Repeat have that. No excuses. <laughs> yes. One hour workout is 4% of your day. So, um, but even if that's not doable, like be realistic, but also on both ends of the thing. So if it's 30 minutes I and mean, we can get a lot done in 20 minutes. So if that's what you have, then we'll do that. But we, um, this is actually, uh, the sweat and burns. This is something that actually my sister and my partner, Lacey, you'll see. And when you hop on there, that this is something that we've kind of added in really during this past COVID time, we had a big community of people that we were serving, um, just, just showing up and we were doing lots of group classes and we have a, a core group that's, that's continued with that and loves it. And then it's also a place that you can sign up for one-on-one -on -one sessions and, um, get to get to have it more personalized if you want, but we do have at least one class every day via yoga or maybe a core class or a full body workout um, that you can do in the comfort of your home. And it's easy. You sign on, you sign off and you're like, wow, I feel better. <laughs> yeah. And I love the accountability part because I feel that that is such a, especially when you're just starting out, it's so important that yeah. you have that accountability. Yeah. Let's and, talk I, and I do too, even, sorry, no, go ahead. Just even as you know, it's funny. Like if you, if you do hair, sometimes people are like, well, like my hair is not always done. Cause you don't want to always like go to your place of work, but 
I need the accountability too. I mean, I have a workout partner. I have people that even sign up to meet me on this yoga class at this time online because we get to do it together. And they're the stats are through the roof of working out physically. Like you do it with a community, your odds of staying with it and having success are, are they skyrocket. And it's so important because it's everything you said with the endorphins. And I love that divine thing that you had. It's, it's, um, to get your body moving, you can really move through a lot of the layers of the, the crap that's keeping you <laughs> depressed, sad, and you know all that other thing. It allows you to get to divine information or God connection to God, which is great. What I, w- I really want to get to the food, which I keep bypassing for some reason, which I know is going to be of interest. But what ha- what is one of the first things you'll have people do when they come to you if they haven't been working out for a long time? One of the very first things is that morning mobility. And those of you that are going to go through our lesson on on your platform, Marilyn, we're going to do that the first few minutes of of every lesson, just so we get in the habit of it. But it's, Hey, if you don't have five minutes for yourself, then we've got to, we've got to look at what else is going on because you're, you are worth it. And so super simple, you get up and I mean, it doesn't have to be the second your feet hit the floor, but within that first hour or 30 minutes, you're just doing five minutes of, of moving your body. And I can provide that routine for you, or you let your body dictate, but it's getting quiet enough, drowning out the external noise so that you can hear the feedback your body's giving you. And then simple things, increasing water. I mean, we all know that and hear it, but me too, I'm guilty of it. Like we, we don't do it enough. And that, I mean, we are our bodies and our brains, 80% were made up of 80% water. So if you, if you have a headache, if you are feeling lethargic, if you're just feeling blah, the first place to go is drink a big glass of water. Um, so all that, those are simple things that we can all do. And then we'll, we'll get deeper from there. I love that. So tell me about you at plant-based, how long have you been plant-based? What made you become plant-based? And then I have follow-up questions. Okay. So <laughs> I've been plant-based let's see, I will say about eight years now and here and there, typically when, uh, when we do family vacations to Mexico, I will, I will sometimes have a fish taco, but generally I'm, I'm about, and then, and that's the thing too. Like I'm eventually I want to move more towards vegan and cutting out, but there's, there's no cookie cutter, you know, diet. And that's like, I'm just not into the, the dieting thing. It's making fitness and movement be a lifestyle and finding a way to work with food that is joyful for you. And it's not about what I can't have. And there is a reality of calories in calories out, but find the foods that you love. And when we take back the keys to, I am my own best physician, then it'll actually be a joy. So that's another thing I do with my clients is I, I want them to move towards at least one meal a day that you are preparing for yourself. And if that's too much right now, then you do one meal a week, but you can do it. It can be really simple. And then you can, you know, uh, cooking and eating is it's elemental. So I love that, but, um, plant-based for about nine years, how it came about was uh, my sister was actually vegetarian before me. And I mean, we, we always ate a lot of veggies and fruit growing up. I'm such a fruit like whore. So I, I OD on that for sure, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like a 180 hard for me to incorporate more of, of the better things. So I know for some people it's, you've got to be, you know, you've got to be taught, but what I coached high school basketball back in at that time, a decade ago. And we, what we would do is we would give up something for the season as a way of sacrificing and kind of just representing that, Hey, I'm going to give this up for you, for my teammates. And then at the last game, whether we, you know, won the state tournament or we didn't have a great season, whatever that last game was, we would invite that thing back in. So for a lot of people, it was food, like they're going to give up sweets or, um, later on in my coaching, it was maybe you give up social media for that time or, you know, so, but then we would just have a big party of like, okay, everyone's bringing their soda back in or that. So I gave up, I gave up meat one year. I wasn't eating it a ton, but I was like, let me just go all the way. So I, I gave it up that year. And I just honestly felt fantastic. You know, my, like my periods were lighter, my skin really stayed clear. Um, and it, and for me, it wasn't super challenging, but I just love the way that I felt and the vibrancy. And so I, I stuck with it and here we are today. So when you have clients that some people feel like they have to have meat, you're okay with that, right? Or do you push the plant-based diet on them? I hate to say it that way. So forgive yeah. me for saying it that way. Do you suggest the plant-based? How do you handle that with your clients? Well, you know, I would say suggest is, is a word. It's something, it's something that I do like to encourage people to try or to, to lessen that. And I think, you know, we're having more awareness around that now, just the, if certainly red meat, you know, and just things being tied to, to, to cancer. And I mean, anyone can Google that those things are there. So 
And also it's just really hard for our body to break down even, even some vegetables, like in a, if you have certain body types, but like broccoli or carrots, it's hard, mm-hmm. you know, for our body to break down certain things, but mostly it's education. It's often a misconception that meat is how I get my protein, like, or that if you're plant-based, you're protein deficient, which is just not true. Um, but no, I, I certainly don't force it or say, this is the only one way I, I think maybe I, I was more on that side in the beginning, but of as I've been educated and, and evolved, I've learned that it's everybody, you got to find what works for you. And sometimes it's, Hey, if you take something out for a week or two weeks, you'll really notice what, you know, or if you add something in, then you'll notice it. So it's kind of that trial and error and seeing where, where you feel like you're operating at your best. Do you like to cook? I love to cook. <laughs> What's one of your favorite meals that you cook? Well, I mean, it's, it's going to sound so, so cliche, but salad, which isn't really cooking. But when people tell me, I heard this quote once, when people tell me they don't like salad, I think they must not be doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> because there's just so much variety and there's the color, you know, you're eating the rainbow, but um, I do, we do a lot of uh, pizza. I love Trader Joe's cauliflower crust. Cause it's like nothing but the cauliflower. So it's a great way to feel like you're not, you know, having too many carbs. If you're cutting those out, anything that you like that has meat too. I love that. I love to cook for people in a way that's like, Hey, you won't even, you won't even miss the meat or you might not miss the dairy. If you're doing a ton of dairy, I try not to do a lot of that too. So I I do. And I would say at least one meal a day I'm preparing for myself, even if it is just salad or a beautiful fruit bowl, but there's something really connective about me preparing my own food and, you know, knowing what's going into it. And that's a really simple way to, to control the fat, control the salt, because when you go out to eat, Oh my goodness, loaded with sodium, even if you, you know, people think, Oh, I had a salad, but then you drenched it with dressing if, you know, so it's just most of it again, is just education and helping people look forward to eating in ways that where their body actually is going to operate better. Yeah. So how do you feel? I, so it's interesting about sodium because my blood pressure is so low that I have to add salt in, you know, cause I almost passed out like on the tennis court and that wasn't fun. (sighs) Um, but anyway, so what do you feel about sugar? Well, I am, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm a sugar addict too. That is my thing. So I'm, I am really, for me, I'm not like a account calories or I'm better at all or nothing. So I will go on times where I'm like, Hey, I just, I want to be more disciplined with myself. So I might, you know, cut out wine this month, or I may not do like additional sweets, but I'm not going to go you know, I've not, I won't necessarily like not have any sugar. I typically haven't done that. The times that I have, it's made a difference. That's kind of like the last main thing for me that really changes my body. Um, but yeah, I, I, for the most part, most of us are way overloaded on sugar and sodium and just mostly on processed food too. So it's, it's recognizing that it's so much more prevalent than, than you think. And just cause you know, there's a lot of just false advertisement or, you know, they can say it's this on the label, but what does that really mean? Like all natural, you know? So it's just, again, learning how to read labels, mm-hmm. learning how it, you're not actually withholding anything from yourself, especially as I found when, when we get older, I mean, it takes me a lot longer to bounce back from having that third cocktail or eating like something that's fried or not good for me. And it, it may be in the moment I think, Oh yeah, that might taste yummy, but I don't feel good the next day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I understand that. So you said it a couple of times, you don't count calories, you you really don't like want people to focus on the scale. What do you have them focus on? Like, is it feeling good? Or what, what do you like, say somebody comes to you, and they really want to lose like 40 or 50 pounds? What do you have them focus on then? Well, I say for me, I and, and for my clients, I, I just don't love that mentality of counting calories. It's, I think you have to figure out, which we figure out together is what can you sustain and maintain? Um, so that's like, for me, I know that I could do less sugar, but am I going to do that for the lifetime? Probably not. Cause what's life without, you know, a crumble cookie. So you gotta, <laughs> you have to find what works for you, but it depends how serious they are too. Cause I, Hey, I want to lose 10 pounds, but again, I know what I need to do to do that. Am I going to do that right now? Maybe yes, maybe no. So if someone, you know, losing, and actually if you, if you really need to lose 50 pounds, it's honestly going to be easier because you just make like one or two little tweaks. But when you're getting closer to being like fit or being at a weight that you want to operate at, like for me, I'm saying I I have to go cold Turkey with sugar. If I want to see that, you know, that body fat percentage difference or whatever. So, but honestly, Marilyn, it's, it's that 
it's the mentality. That's my favorite thing to, to work on with people. And that doesn't change overnight or in a couple of sessions or just cause you lose five pounds. I mean, it's especially, I think as women, it's a lifelong journey of figuring out how to treat our bodies well and knowing that we are on the same team as our body. Talk a little bit more about that mentality. Like what is that, that the mentality of, of treating our bodies like a temple or what's the mentality or like in being conscious about food. I remember reading labels, I gave up sugar. I did like the candida diet, which made me feel great, but it's yeah. very restrictive. Yeah. And then when you, you sugar is in everything because mm. in the candida diet, you can't have any sugar at all. Right. And like reading labels is so important. So just talk a little bit about that mentality. Like for somebody who's listening, what that means to you. Yeah. Well, we have to pay attention to what we're paying attention to. We have to think about what we're thinking about, because if you, when we get quiet enough and we hear that constant dialogue, Michael Singer talks about it, the inner roommate, and it's just got something to say about everything. And it's, it's a person that's just like, well, I think this, well, I think this, well, look at that. And we all have it. And we think it's normal, or we think that we can't work with that and change it. And we actually can. So a lot of it is that, that mental work of, well, why do I want to lose the weight? And if I lose the weight, then what? Cause you're still you, if you lose 10 pounds, unless we work on that stuff. And a lot of times it's that question, what are you unwilling to look at? Um, so it's the mentality is a big piece of it. If you want it to be a longevity, then I can help you lose five or 10 pounds, but will it stay off? And is it, do you want it to stay off? Or is, I mean, we all do, but even so it's like learning like these labels that culture has taught us, like what, what is fat? I mean, I I've read this, this meme somewhere and it was like, you are not, you, you are not fat. You have fat. You, you know, you also have fingernails. You are not fingernails. So, I mean, it's, that. Yeah, it was just like so clever, but we, I mean, what is this? Per, there is no perfect one body type. Yes. We are a lot of us, especially in America, we are completely out of balance. We are overweight as a society and we need to look at that. And there's reasons you go up, up the river far enough. Why fast food is cheaper. Like, yes, there's, there's deeper things there, but ultimately learning how to love yourself and not feel like you have to fit into some box that mom and dad created for you, or, you know, that some girl on a magazine cover created for you. And that's not even how she really looks, you know? And I think there's a big push for that now on, on social media. And, you know, you see, this is how the picture looks, but here's how I really look. And so some of that can be helpful, but there's a lot of unpacking to do there, um, especially as women, I think. So it's, it's learning to find that inner love and, and that's what will sustain you. And to know that you are worth it and you are beautiful and you are not your body. And let's be as vibrant as we can in this body that we were given while we're here, because everything that you want to do, all of your dreams, all of your visions, anything that you're excited about, you know, even whatever your relationships, like you're going to be a better mom. If you can feel better physically, you know, you have that energy to maintain your kids energy and, and match them and play with them. So whatever it is, it will go better when you physically feel well. And it doesn't have to be, Oh, I'm having to give this up or it's hard to work out. Eventually you get to the place where you look forward to it. It can be something that like keeps you sane. Yeah, I agree with that. And there's some, so it's interesting. Cause I, I curious if you've had clients with this, but I've known people that have lost weight and then it was very uncomfortable for them because they were getting more attention and they may have been have sexual abuse in their past or some type of violation where then the attention is so uncomfortable. So they just pound the weight back on and it's their protection mechanism. So it's like the weight is covering up. It's a, it's safety in some way. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that is, I've had clients that way and I've, I've heard those stories and that's where, again, it's the physical body is, is teaching us lessons. So my body is not better than your body. It's just, you're learning some lessons that Marilyn needs to learn in this life to be your best you. And also like our bodies can help us be, learn to be compassionate, learn to, I have no, I, I never have enough inf information to judge, you know, like we've, we've seen, you know, people are on one end of the spectrum or the other and how quick are we to judge? Oh, well, they're this way. Cause this, or, you know, and it's like, you have no idea what their journey has been. Yeah. Um, I have, I've worked with a client during this whole COVID time and he's lost 75 pounds. He's been amazing, amazing over the, over the long haul every day, just showing up for the virtual workouts. And now kind of like you said, he's at a point where he's recognizing, okay, well, who am I underneath the weight loss? And there's some of like, I don't like who that is. There's some other things there that now I'm frustrated at, or I'm afraid to look at. And so that's, we're now having to dig, dig deeper there, even though we've addressed some of the weight loss, it's, 
yeah, are you willing to step up to the plate mentally and emotionally and relationally and see who you are underneath that? Because you're still you. Yeah, that's great. And, and, and I love, um, you have like two things. Cause you say you're not your body, but yet your body is like this temple that you have right now. Do you do meditations or commute? Do you feel like you're in communication with your body? Like you said, you're your own physician. These are like such great, like, um, quotes. They're so good. Do you communicate, like speak with your body? Do you feel like you're in communication or talking to it? Or how do you feel like you're in relationship with your body? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. Okay, good. Yes, I do. No, that's a great question. <laughs> and I, I do. I think one of the things I forget his name, but the, the runner that initially broke the four mile mark or the, Oh yeah. Yeah. I know. Uh, about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't remember the, his name right now, but I talked about him too. Yes. Yeah. And one of the things that he said, and um, someone was quoting him, he said, you know, I learned to talk to myself instead of listening to myself. Mm. And so what, one of the things that he would do is repeat scripture verses in his head, because that fueled him. Like I, I am, or, you know, whatever he's saying, but yes, absolutely. Meditation is a huge piece of it and, and prayer and journaling and, you know, affirmations is kind of a, you know, a, a word right now that's really trendy, but we have to get control of our mind. It's, we, we wouldn't hang out with the people, half the people that, you know, if they talk to us the way we talk to ourselves, you wouldn't be friends with those people. And uh, we're just, we're so negative across the board. So I, I love to work with people on that. And so for me, I'm, Hey, and I'm not perfect. I'll, I catch myself all the time. And it's something I've been focusing on in the past couple of months, especially. And I'm like, you just your automatic go-to is something negative about the way you look. I mean, that's so even though it might not change, I might not think something different. I'm at least aware of that thought and I can choose a new thought and I can shift my focus. And we are the human brain is the most magnificent, powerful thing. So, um, but it makes, it makes a terrible, a terrible master, but it makes a good servant. So we've got to, work, we've got to learn how to, how to work with our thoughts and that's so good. Terrible master, but a good servant. Uh, it was Roger Bannister. I looked it up. Okay. Yeah. Cause I love that story. So what can they expect from your lesson? Because I, I don't know anything about it. Cause you and Laura arranged it. So I'd love to get them excited for your lesson. Yeah. So we'll, we'll dive in deeper into a little bit of, of, of a few of the aspects that help your physical body operate better. So be it sleep, be it nutrition, certainly movement, and then, and then the mind and looking at, Hey, why are you in the physical state that you're in today? Are you happy with it? If you're not, why not? And in what ways would you like to, to change and grow and evolve? And there's no right or wrong answer. And yet, uh, let's, it can be really exciting. So let's, let's do it together. And, you know, we're not going to change these deep seated habits and, and patterns that have been for some of us there for decades. We're not going to change that in, you know, three or four or five lessons, but it can be the catalyst to, to get us really excited about incorporating in for the first time or back in uh, just regular movement. And it can be, it can be tennis, right? It's so fun to go out there and, and find a buddy and play tennis with, or it can be those high intensity intervals on zoom, or it can be just five minutes of morning mobility. If that's where you're at, but not talking yourself out of taking care of this one body that you've been given. I, I love that. And I've been talking to so- a lot of the people I know, a couple of my friends in tennis are, they're injuring themselves a lot. And I'm like, you guys have to do yoga because it's, I feel my hips from, from playing yesterday. And it's like, I had, and then I ran this morning. I was like, I had to get into my hip stretches no matter what. So good, I love that. Yeah. The tennis, the pounding and the running, yeah. you know, it's the running is you get such a great, you know, that high, but it, it is hard on your body. And I, I will, I tell everyone to do yoga. It's, you know, it's a perfect complement to anything else that you're doing. And it's so hilarious because the, the classic phrase is, well, I'm not flexible. Well, that's why you need yoga. Hello. <laughs> I'm not flexible at all. It's so funny. Cause like I, I got, well now, I'm, now I can touch the floor Yeah, and I was never flexible. I took karate when I was 15 and the uh, instructor was like, did you have a disease when you were younger or something? Cause, cause I was so not flexible. And it's amazing what your body can do and how you can get some of that flexibility. And then I don't, I'm not going to probably be the one who does a split, you know, maybe one day I'll do Animon on you. I can never say it on Iman, you know, (laughs) so, but it's like, all right, but it's so good in your back and everything you need it. Um, So I want to take questions before I take questions though. I do want to just touch on something because I think this is really important what you're teaching. I love that you have the mind, body, soul aspect. I feel like it's super important. I've had a lot of trainers that, that miss out on that. 
And I also have some trainers. I had trainers that were very much about weightlifting and they weren't about yoga. Like I used to get into an argument with one of the trainers that I knew, you know, it's like, no, you need the balance. And he's like, no, you don't. Um, so I recently, I went on WW about a year and a half ago, Weight Watchers, because I had gained a lot of weight when I moved here for me. And um, I'm so glad I did it because I find whenever I really focus on, and I agree with you about food and diet, like I allow myself to eat things and stuff like that. I'm not going to feel guilty about it because that's worse than anything else. But I feel better when I'm at a certain weight, which is where I'm at and what I'm maintaining and looking like you, like, like, you know, I can't believe you want to lose more weight, but lose wanting to lose four or five more pounds means I have to like, (laughs) you know, get a little stricter. My point of this is that was such a trickling effect for the rest of my life because I felt it's not about control. I felt like I was doing something magnificent for myself, something good for myself. And I was feeling better. So I would love for you to just share a little bit about how you, just what you think about that, Jess, and how you work with clients. Because what I really want my community to understand is that by taking some, taking a step towards something that maybe seemed really scary and overwhelming and not being able to do can be such a domino effect to everything else in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that there's kind of a question in there and I just want you to speak to it because you're the expert, not me. Oh, well, it. hey, we were beginners at everything for the first time. And I mean, take today, we were getting on this, this podcast and the technology was all over the place. And I mean, you didn't freak out. You're like, well, I'll pivot, we'll make it work. And first time using a new software, whatever it is, like, we're always starting something. And I think it's fantastic to enter something as a, with a beginner's mindset. One of the um, coaches in college coaching, that was a, a colleague, she actually picked up tennis and she was having lessons from the, the university's tennis coach. And she said, it's been so good for me to go back to that beginner's mentality and to feel the way that my players feel. Cause I'm coaching them and I'm thinking, what, how are you not getting this? You know, or, you know, she's saying it, but you, you get into that as you get on autopilot with anything, you know, with the same way we drive to work. So that's one of the simple, you know, homework assignments I give my clients go a different route because you just get out of that rigidity. But I do think that the beginner's mindset is important and it can be scary. That's not to minimize it. You know, we, we've all had trauma in our lives, big T or little T. And I, I'm just a firm believer in the way that we take care of ourselves externally and then eventually we'll start that healing process internally. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a valiant thing to be that vulnerable with yourself and the world, the world changes, the world heals. And I think we can all agree that our world needs some of that connectivity and and healing right now, um, especially in our country. So we, if you take care of you and you elevate your mind, body, and soul, it has this fantastic ripple effect to where one soul at a time we're, we're becoming. And so I, I believe that every one of your listeners, you are worth it. You are worth taking the time to step into what it means to take care of your physical body. And there's something for you. So we'll find something. I'm, I'm a resource. There's, there's people out there. If it's not me, it's someone, but take a step, take an action step. Don't leave the site of this, you know, wherever you're listening in your car right now, wherever you are, do something that is a commitment to yourself because when we're, when we keep commitments with ourselves, it breeds confidence. And like you said, it then opens the doorway to, Hey, I actually showed up for myself and did a workout all week. I wonder what else I could do. And then, you know, five years, 10 years from now, you're like, look at who I am. It's so true. And then for me personally, like tennis, especially because there's like that, that group organic, it's like brings me back to the playground. Yeah. I was talking to my coach about it yesterday and it really challenges you on such a uh, internal way that is so good because that is showing up in other areas of my life. So the confidence building that I'm doing with every aspect of the physical aspect is bringing, I'm bringing it to my business. I'm bringing it to my community, you know? So I love everything you said. What's your best shot on the tennis court? I am. I don't have one yet. I'm going to say top spin is what she's making me have no matter what I am starting to absolutely fall in love with the net game I have to say and <laughs> you have a, a baseline lover what do you have a favorite player uh I I love I like um Serena I really do but there's also I'm really bad at their names I love the guy who curses everybody out on the court um oh from Australia I think so yeah Nick yeah. Kyrgios yeah, I think so. Okay. I, he, that's, yeah, that's him. He's and such a good player. And he is, he's so good. And he's got still more of that mental work to do. Cause he's got to 
pull back on the on the cursing and he'll be but I love watching him. I'm like <laughs> probably because I curse all the time too on the court. So what I want to know from you is one, how people can find you and follow you. And I just really want, we're going to go into QA in a second, but I just really want to encourage everyone to check Jess out because I feel like what you're doing is really needed in support because it's not just a one-sided thing. This is a life altering experience. And I love the way that you relate to your body and the way that you told that story was so beautiful. And if there's anything else you want to share with us or any kind of mantra you live by, I mean, you gave us so many great quotes that you live by that were so beautiful. Just share how we can find you, a mantra you live by and anything else you'd like us to know. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you. Thank you for having me, Marilyn. And, and the work that you're doing is, is so incredible. And I know I've heard nothing but great things about, about your community. So keep it up. We're all in this together. Uh, what, one of my life mantras is there's no better investment than your health. So let's, let's do it. Let's commit to our physical health and, and know that it'll have a ripple effect on our total health. And then you guys, you guys can find me at, I'm on Instagram at resilient soul S O L E. So I'm working that physical, physical aspect. And then just that website, sweatandburns.com. And everyone, if you show up there, you get a free week, but I also want to offer a special discount to your, to your listeners, Marilyn. So anyone that, that comes, we'll have a, we'll have a code soul 15 and you'll get $15 off if you want to sign up for the monthly and, and join us for a month or or longer. So, but even if you just jump in there and check out something that gets you inspired to move your body, um, or if you reach out to me there, we can, I, I'd be happy to help you or answer any, any questions beyond here. So it's soul 15 S O L E 15 S O yes. S O L E one five. I love resilient soul too. That's great. We'll make sure everything's in the uh, show notes so they can find you, which is great. I was so honored to be here today and spend time with you all. And this is what's it, what it's about, you know, just connecting with, with other souls. And we're all trying to figure out different versions of the same thing. So um, it's been an honor. Thank you so much, Marilyn, for having me. Thank you. Thank you for doing a lesson. I really appreciate it. It's been great. Thank you. Okay.